Welcome to the podcast. I'm the guy you've never met before. Hello. Uh, I'm, I'm the other guy. There we go. So here we are with Chance. Hello. And Casey. Hello. Also known as Armored Unicorn. Indeed. Unicorn with many skills. Sort of like a hecarim. Yeah. <laughs> League of Legends references for the win. <laughs> um. So today we're gonna like we think of talking about survival games. Um. Because we all have a long and horrific history in playing survival games. <laughs> oh boy. Always with the days. So I suppose we'll start off with the classic Daisy. Um, right. So we've all played Daisy, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, you, you didn't play it at the beginning, did you, Casey? You kind of came into it in the standalone, I think. Yeah. So we can maybe start off with the mod, because me, me and Chance started there. Yeah, that sounds cool. Um, Chronological. Yeah, that was, that was a while back. Wow. That was in our years, years right? Yeah. In fact, yeah. didn't I meet you on Daisy? Was it Daisy? Yeah. 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 Jesus. Yeah, it was a long time ago, so I've no chance for, like, a few years now, just through through that, really. Um, yeah, best buds. Yeah. Go way back, man. Um, <laughs> so, let's have a think. So, like, I don't know, how how did you find it when you first, like, started playing Daisy? What was, like, the feeling you got from it? What was, like, the thing that made you want to play it? Um, well, that was a couple years ago, as we said. Um... I had still been playing on a really crappy laptop, and I no, had discovered I Daisy through a YouTube video of someone crashing a helicopter in a devil's castle. <laughs> I was like, ooh, that looks like fun. Mm. So I picked it up, managed to get it to barely run on my laptop, and I ran around and died randomly. I had no idea what I was doing, and I was so confused, and I had never had that much fun before. <laughs> See, my experience was... Um... Like, I I think I'd heard it through YouTube videos, and I I think I had to go home or something. I wouldn't have my computer for, like, a week. And I installed it just before and, like, played it for two days. It was like, oh, my God, I can't play it for, like, a week. Because it was that good. Because I remember uh, the first time I played, I was playing with a friend of mine, Alex, and uh, we'd never played it before, and we kind of spawned in on this map, and it was nighttime. We couldn't see anything. And, like, people were throwing flares on the floor, and uh, it was really, really scary. And... You bump into people and like in the middle of the dark and kind of everyone's lost and confused. And people were helping each other out and there was this kind of real feeling of like just meeting random people and helping each other out and then there'd be some psycho shooting everyone. So <laughs> it was really exciting uh, because everyone's so scared and kind of, I don't know, it was like really human because people were actually trying to come together to survive this like horrific, frightening experience. Yeah, my first um my first sort of story like experience in the game was my third life. Mm. When I'd finally started to figure out how I could crouch. <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> um I met this one guy, he didn't have a mic, and we ended up moving up pretty far north. And um he realized that we could crawl through an entire city, because that was like the unpatched version of the mod where you could basically crawl right next to a zombie. And I couldn't see you. Yeah. 
we were like crawling through entire towns. It took like three hours, <laughs> and um, like we ended up getting a bunch of those um hopping zombies aggroed on us. Oh yeah. We ended up running across a field, and like I think we lost them. I think we lost them. But I like had my binoculars, so I turned around and looked, and I could see them coming out of the trees. It's like, oh my god, here they come! <laughs> that was before um, they would lose aggro on you. So, yeah. me being the inexperienced player, it's like I'll go get them. You run the other direction. <laughs> I ended up dying. I think I think that's what I like. It was really fun at the beginning. I think what kind of got, like, became a bit of a shame was everyone kind of learned how to play the system. So you'd, like, I used to go in Rambo style and just gather all the zombies and then lead them away while everyone looted. Um, And there was just a lot of things, like, people would focus on certain areas and work out certain things. And, like, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm interested to see what uh, Casey thinks about it because you came into it later. And at the beginning, everyone was very kind of team-minded, working together. But we saw this kind of slow descent into just the reality of human beings. Like, (laughs) that they're actually just want to kill each other when it comes down to it. I'll I'll give you... What was that one book with the the kids that end up, like, going crazy and killing each other? Spoilers, by the way. Lord of the Flies. Yeah, Lord of the Flies. Yeah. Basically went on Lord of the Flies, except Russian. Yeah. What are you going to say, Casey? Um, so, the legitimate first thing that ever happened to me in Daisy Standalone was I spawned um, <clears throat> on the coast, where everyone uh-huh. spawns, and um, was making my way towards Electro, and then came across some geared guy, mm-hmm. and naively started speaking to him and not keeping, not running on and uh, he said oh how long have you been playing the game I said this is the first time I've ever played it and he said welcome to Daisy and just shot me in the head (laughs) 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 and was he wearing a gas mask uh, he was actually, yeah, he was wearing a gas mask. Oh, you don't, you don't trust people wearing gas masks, man. Yeah, see, I didn't know Mistake that by that point. I didn't know <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, okay, right, well, this, this starts with me to go on. <laughs> so how did you view the game when you were playing? Did you did you view it more as like a kill-or-be-killed kind of scenario? Because you um, came in like in the in the standalone, didn't you? You didn't, you didn't play the mod. Yeah. Yeah. The standalone. I started watching through Golgoth, and um, yeah, I mean, I knew how. Uh, how would you say? It? Well, I guess um, violent <laughs> the people were towards each other on the game. I don't really know how. Else, but, well, how aggressive they were, and so I sort of went out thinking, you know, I'll be a hero, and um, <laughs> I had a clan. Oh, I was in a clan, and we used to go around and recruit people. And I met some cool guys from doing that, actually, that yeah. we picked up. Um, and uh, basically, yeah, just spent a lot of time trying to help people. Um, and then it got to a point where 
you sort of start getting fed up with just being shot in the face because you go and talk to somebody who hasn't got, <laughs> who's got like a magnum in his back pocket and you don't know about. And I mean, I I, I was guilty. I did do that one time. Um, <laughs> or even better, the guy with a fire extinguisher. Oh god. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, from from the start, I was trying to be a hero, and I sort of viewed it as a game that I thought. Like I really loved the concept of it because I didn't really play any game. Yeah. Uh, before that, that was like that, and it was my first real PC game I bought actually because I didn't really play the PC before that. Mm. Um. So, yeah, I really liked that, and there was a there was a group on Steam, um, and I guess it's more viable now than it was back then because now you can do a lot more stuff in the standalone. I think like you can make bases and. Like houses your base and lock doors and all of that. Can cool you do stuff. that now? Have they actually yeah, yeah. managed to put oh, that in? I think yeah, I think they'll put that in. <laughs> um But we were gonna there was gonna be a group of us and there was about fifty of us and um we were gonna basically shortlist people and I got in to be like a captain of a squad and uh it was basically have you seen The Walking Dead? Yeah. Yeah. So you know how um, they go to that town and it's sort of all garrisoned out and it's where the creepy guy lives. Oh, yeah. Like season three. And then they go and hunt the main guys afterwards. I think so. Is it, yeah, I think is I it a black that. guy that they meet? Yeah, the, the black town. girl. No, I thought it was a guy. What? what the girl I think that you're talking about the, the guy from the first episode. The guy from the first episode that he sees in the third season, in the house. Okay, no, I'm getting totally confused. Um, by the way, spoilers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, guys. oh yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay, so basically, we're just we were just gonna make a town. Uh, we were gonna take control of a town, and have like constant surveillance of the town, and it was gonna be like called um heaven or something like that, and it was gonna be oh wow, like close to where you'd spawn. Uh, this was obviously before, like they started spawning you in like the middle of the map, and uh, yeah, we were gonna have squads that basically go out, um, and if they come across like bandits and take them out if they're acted upon, and basically just stockhold their gear so that if you're new, you can just run over, grab some gear, and join the community or be on your way, and just basically make it a nicer place, or a place where people can actually have faith in. <laughs> because it's a pretty lawless place yeah. right now. I mean, that's why I ended up stop playing it, because it literally just got to the point where I'd spawn, get to um, Electro, or get to uh, the other one. I forgot the other one. Jerno. No, the other one. Berezino. Oh, yeah. And... I just end up dying. I just like after the fiftieth time it happened, I was like, "Okay, I'm done now." <laughs> but yeah, that was my experience with Daisy. Yeah, I mean, I think I think what was hard as someone who's played the mod is, uh, I think Chance will agree with this: is the mod got to a certain point where there was quite a lot of stuff in it, and then we waited two years or something for the standalone. Yeah, and then that came out, and it had hardly anything that the mod had in it was like way behind and it I... ran worse yeah yeah and it ran worse and like now like i think they're catching up but 
I think one thing I loved about the mod was you were part of this really evolving game that every update there'd be something fascinating and new, and that hasn't happened for about... hasn't felt like it's happened for about two or three years. Yeah. It feels like they've lost the majority of their community now as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I think that's the thing. Daisy did have a very... It sounds like the mod was a lot more community-orientated as well. I think uh, it, so was... it used to work together and stuff. Like you guys were saying, like you don't just run and re- spawn and then get shot in the face. Depends on when you went into the mod. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you like, me and Steph, I believe, came in before. Like, um, I'm not gonna blame the YouTubers for the problem with the community, but I think it's a good like sort of time step for when the community went wrong. Right. Um. You you see like big YouTubers like Sacriel and stuff, mm. like starting to come on, and then you started to notice that people just started instantly killing each other, <laughs> as if it was just a giant deathmatch game. And right. we came on just before that, really. Yeah. But after that, it was basically if you saw someone, you were guaranteed to get shot. Hmm. I mean, I think that's what was sad because they and. I don't know, I kind of felt in the mod they were still bring out reasons to group, so like, I mean, they had this whole bandit, good guy system in it as well, where like, um, well, originally it was just bandits, so like, if you killed loads of people, you'd end up looking different, and that and that did give people a reason, like, oh, I can become a bandit, I'll be really cool, like, all that kind yeah. of stuff, but it also, like, showed everyone this person was a bad guy. And so, like, people defend themselves against it. So it kind of still maintained this kind of feeling of, like, like it still gave a reason to be a good guy and, like, also pointed out who was bad. Right. Um, and they also brought in, yeah, like, but... heroes as well. Right. The thing with the bandit skin was that it had so many other problems along with it. Mm. Like, it, it didn't really... It was basically a matter of time until you got the bandit skin because there were plenty of times where you had to kill in self-defense. Right, and yeah. the game registered that as killing an innocent player. The system wasn't perfect, I guess. It still worked well. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sort of. It sounds sort of like that system. It reminds me of um, Sword Art, where you get the player killers who go around and they'll if they kill like other other players in the game, they get like a little red line on the. Above their head or something, mm. and I mean, I think they could implement something like that. I think the only way Daisy Standalone is going to get away from uh, the amount of like deathmatch is that it's got in it is if they either do something like Dying Light's done, where What's they that? well, like because in Dying Light, the zombies before it goes dark basically are pretty docile. Uh-huh. And then as soon as it turns to nighttime, they get like enraged and go crazy. And like if you get caught, like hordes of zombies come after you, mm. and legitimately you probably will not survive. <laughs> and so I think that in itself would be a really good concept for Daisy to sort of take because mm. you'd have all this stuff going on in the day where you can you know find a base, get gear, and you, then you've actually got an objective, sort of like Minecraft. Where you've got to survive the night. Yeah. And 
I think if they did something around that and made it so that zombies actually, I mean, they've made zombies faster and they've introduced different types of zombies um, already, but if they if they did something where the zombies actually became a threat, whereas they're not really a threat at the moment because they're so sparsely populated in areas that you can just run away from them, you know? So Finding of a really, really drunk person. <laughs> yeah. That's it. It's, it's just, I think then that give people because at the moment, like if you play Daisy, there's no, there's no end game, there's no sort of uh, story to like play towards, to to finish or to perpetuate. So you can't, unless you wanna, with a group of friends, try and survive. You're pretty much on your own trying to survive, and so I think that's when it gets into the mentality that. Oh, everyone's probably going to kill me. I'll just kill them anyway. And so, I mean, I think what they need is—I uh, mean, when we talk about Endgame, I think what we were, what, where the mod was going, what we were kind of hoping for with standalone was like, in the mods, the Endgame was vehicles. So like, you'd get your vehicles and like, you'd be with your friends, you'd do all that, and you'd kind of protect them and hide them and stuff in in like random places in the forest. But in the mods, like, there was a lot of hackers, so they'd find out where the vehicles were, they'd, like, blow them up or take them or whatever, so it became pointless. And in standalone, what they really need to do, which is what they've been planning to do, I mean, if they've got the base building in, that's really good. Um, yeah. And if they got some... I know that they got, like, what, a UAV in and, like, some kind of truck or something? Um, yeah, they yeah, like really recently added. But I think I think they need more of that. They need like reasons like for that. I mean, what what they could do. This is a really like controversial like idea. It wouldn't work in Daisy, but I, I've thought about, it, which I thought was quite interesting. Um, you know, in GTA Five Online, do you, do you know what they do with the bad players who murder people? Yeah, they time them out. I think don't they? Nope, they do something even worse. Oh, they match them together, and they give them all dunce caps. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're they're all in this like little they this own instance where they they have I think there's like actually weapons they can kill each other with, but they all have these stupid dunce hats on, uh, <laughs> and they have to like kind of behave for a period of time to get back into normal servers with the average yeah. person. But it's and sort of like a prison. Yeah, it's basically <laughs> Prisoner's Island. But I think I think the idea was I think you could kill people, but I think it was more if you like griefed people by like constantly blowing up their cars and stuff um, when they weren't in them and stuff like that. I think that's how it works. Right. Yeah, um, mm. yeah I mean, I'm, I was watching um, a Gold Glove thing and it was when heists got uh, announced. Yeah. And, yeah, he was, when he was trying to play with one of his friends and one of his friends had ended up uh, getting um, you know, penalised, whatever. That yeah. where he gets instance matched with all the other people that are the same, and um, <laughs> it was really funny actually thinking about it because it's such a it's such a simple, somewhat controversial but effective <laughs> way of dealing with the matter. That... But does I hear it there's though... also a way in. I it hear does. Energy. Carry on, Chan. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um. I haven't played very much GTA Five other than five minutes on the PS3 when it first came out. But um, I hear in GTA Online, if you like kill other players, your sanity goes down or something. Um, Is that a thing? I don't know. I haven't. 
played it for like since it came out. I played it for a little bit, um, but I don't know what put. I, I don't think I got put off it, but I think at the time there wasn't enough in it for me to want to keep playing. Um, really? Well, I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff you could do. Like it was really cool. Uh, I did play with a couple of friends, but um, I don't know. I I lost. I kind of lost interest at the time because. I'd got the car I'm that I wanted to get. hate your podcast now. You are. People are going to hate this podcast now. <laughs> well, I mean, I am. I have actually preloaded and bought the PC, like the PC version, and I'm looking forward to playing it, like again, but playing yeah. it online. Because like, there's twice as many people on each server, so there's like 30 people per server. The heists right. are in now. Like, I think I think before that I felt it was a bit limited because I got my big like flat and I had the I think it was the adder which was like one of the most expensive cars and like I had that and I made it look cool uh, at least what I thought was cool um but it was still quite buggy like the online like the the actual like trying to load into like games or like little lobbies to play games with people there were still problems with that while I was playing like a couple of months in right. so it was just quite frustrating and also ways to make money seemed to revolve around like I just had to like play with my really good car, like spam car games and make loads of money that way. Whereas I think it's they've kind of done a lot more with like making money and kind of feeling part of your own little kind of gang or whatever. Yeah. Oh, wow, I just lost my screen. It's okay. <laughs> I mean I mean I, I remember hearing about uh GTA being really buggy, buggy after release as well, so I mean, I'm pretty excited for it. I never, I never usually buy Grand Theft Auto games because I find I just end up going around doing crazy shit and just like killing all the pedestrians <laughs> and stuff. Like, <laughs> um, so I didn't really play after Vice City and San Andreas because mm. I just spam a tank and then get five star wanted, go on a massive chase for about forty five minutes and then get caught eventually and then just like change to Tekken or something. Um but I'm I'm legitimately excited for this one. I think I think it's gonna be really good and I like as well um the mods, the graphical mods that you get for GTAs as well that make it look so much better and so realistic. So I think that's gonna be quite exciting for the PC community to get yeah, hold of and Yeah get getting ready for Carmageddon V two. <laughs> I think hey, I've actually downloaded that the, the new car but can't get it. Have you heard about it? I, I've not actually, actually heard about it. <laughs> Did you? Do you know what Carmageddon is? Uh, no. Is it like you just so young man? Um, no, it's, it's basically like a, a game where you have cars. It's supposedly a racing game, but actually you can just win by smashing up other cars. All right. Um, and they've been making one, uh, like, the guys that made the original, like, are making a new one. I've played, like, the beta of it a bit. Uh, it, you can buy it, it's early access, so I'm not, like, ruining anything for anyone. Well, I am, but I'm, like, all right. it's all fine. I can ruin it for people without getting told off. Um, <laughs> but it's, like, it's not bad. It's, like, it just, I think that kind of game style, like, it's fun. it was fun to play, but I kind of felt like, it's really nineteen, late nineteen nineties, early two thousands kind of game, and it right. feels like that. But I was now... referencing the um, GTA Four mod. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> called what? Carmageddon version two. 
Um, it was just called Carmageddon. I remember watching some YouTube videos about it. They basically messed with the physics for the cars. So you could, like, okay. tap on a car and it go flying into a building. and <laughs> <laughs> but, Like, See? you could barely survive on the streets because of all the NPCs in the cars. Oh, These Jesus. conversations made me feel so old. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm, like, referencing, like, probably what that mod's based on, but you guys are like, oh, I never played that. Yeah, I have no like idea what four. the fuck you were talking about. <laughs> oh, Jesus. God damn it. It's like, I, I, I did an article for the website, when was it, today, on uh, a game that came out called Pillars of Eternity, which is based on, like, the Baldur's Gate games. Um... And I kind of joked in that about how old I was because, like, the Baldur's Gate games came out, I think, late 90s, early 2000s or something. And it's a, it's a long time in gaming. So long. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, I suppose... I don't know. I think GTA's going to be fun. I mean, the, the single player's amazing. I, I really enjoyed it on uh, Xbox 360. Mm. Uh, you really enjoyed that. The online is fun. I mean, I I've... In a way, I'm pleased I haven't played the online for a couple of years because I think it would be really fun to play it on the PC. And also, like, I had a group of friends I was playing it with, but it wasn't people that kind of played that regularly and they were very much like console gamers. I mean, they're lovely guys, but they're like console gamer type people. Nothing against console gamer type people, but PC master race and everything. Um, but I think it'd be fun to play with, like, my PC friends. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the reason I've sort of thought, yeah, I'll, I'll buy this, because I know a good, like, five people that are buying it straight out, and they've already got it preloaded, so it's going to be fun to be able to just get a good lobby of friends and just, like, do heists and uh, yeah. play about in play about in just multiplayer, and it legitimately, it legitimately looks uh, more enticing. As well, I, I played... Um, Sleeping Dogs, and oh, yeah. that sort of weaned me into the sort of Grand Theft Auto style. Where Did you, you can... like it? I... What, Sleeping Dogs? Yeah, I loved I it. it but... Oh, I love it. I think it's so good. <laughs> really? I didn't yeah, like it. Yeah, I really I want like... another one to come out. You thought it was, was that go- good? Yeah, I was going to get the definitive version, like the new, where they like updated everything, and... but it didn't look worth it for me <laughs> the stuff that they did but yeah I, I legitimately really liked it I thought it was really good oh cool like I didn't mind it I don't know I think I think I find it difficult because I kind of grew up on GTA games I really like uh, I really like the kind of comedy in them I mean the fourth one didn't really have that but the the spin-offs to it, I think it's the Ballad of Gay Tony brought that back and then there was uh GTA 5, which kind of really brings back a lot of the feel of kind of Vice City and San Andreas, which is really nice because I felt they got a bit too serious. Yeah. Uh, and it was also a bit depressing in the fourth one because in the games before, you kind of um, you kind of build up an empire. Like in Vice City, you buy like your places um, and you build up this empire. And it's the same with um, San Andreas. But in GTA 4, it just felt like you were always this kind of guy that would never really get like a lot of money would never really become a kingpin you were always working for other people you were just this like you moved up a little bit but you didn't really achieve anything <laughs> at the end of the day well it's like yeah gta 5 you feel like you're like the total dude by the end of it <laughs> or dudes because it's like three 
characters, but still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So in, in Vice City, I only ever completed two story missions. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I literally just spent the whole time fucking spamming, it's spamming really cheats. It's really bad, man. It's a good or... story. <laughs> yeah, my brother used to play it for the story, but I just always thought, why would I play? It? Why would I sit there and do a storyline when I could kill the shotgun this, you know, pedestrian and uh, steal this really nice sports car and then go kill <laughs> like a load of no, other no, people trying yeah. to fly. Ah, oh, I used to love the uh, the mo- the cheat where you could drive on water. That was brilliant. But yeah, that was literally what I used to do. So that's why I'm sort of excited for this one because I, I can actually appreciate a storyline now. Whereas yeah. when when GTA was out, I was of the age where I couldn't. <laughs> so yeah, I'm legitimately looking forward to this one. I am as well, actually. It's weird, it's weird because I have played it before, but I haven't I haven't played the single player for so long, or the online. And I think one of the things lacking in the online was just the number of people on the server. And also, um, I wanted to play it with some of my PC friends as well, which I couldn't I couldn't do at the time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it would be really fun. I mean, the graphics do seem a lot better as well, and like. I don't know. I mean, I'm toying with the idea of transferring my Xbox character onto PC, but then I'm not sure if I really oh, want to do, do that. that. Yeah, you can. Um, oh. But I'm not sure if I want to do that, really. I kind of like the idea of starting fresh. Yeah. Um, Could have put that option in, though. Yeah. I, I think you also get a couple of other bonuses in the single player if you've had the game on, like, another platform, and then you move to PC, or PS4 or Xbox One or whatever, there's, like, full of extra items or quests and stuff. Yeah, they generally do incentives like that, don't they? Yeah, but I don't think it's anything particularly amazing, but, um, yeah. Oh, I've got a survival game we could talk about, seems we went a bit off the beaten track on that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Technically, you have to survive in a way in GTA. Yeah. Yeah, you have to survive like, the hardship of life. The yeah. survival of your soul. Like, Scarier than zombies, frankly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, right, what's, it, what's this uh, well, survival game you're on about? I don't know if you've played it or not, Casey. It doesn't look like you have, looking at Steam. <laughs> but um, it's called a Kerbal Space Program. No. How is it a survival game? <laughs> Kind of is a survival what? game, like because you can kill your Kerbals. <laughs> what is a Kerbal? I'm just imagining loads of Kerbies. Kerbal's an awesome green little thing. Kerbal Space Program is basically a sandbox spaceship building game where you run a small space program that's populated by these little green little alien guys called Kerbals. Yeah. Right. And it's just sort of, um, with the new updates, you complete missions, and you can research parts, and you can visit other planets. It's a it's a very good game, frankly. It <laughs> like, does sound quite cool, to be honest. It's a lot of fun. It's, it's very difficult at first to kind of get your head around it, and it's it's a really different way of playing a game. Like, the whole point of the game is not like... 
I mean, actually, they've got missions in now, so maybe there is a bit of a point. But in the past, like the sand, it was all just kind of sandboxy to start off with. So everyone made their own kind of like missions to do. So it was like, I want to. The first one is pretty much, I want to be able to get in the atmosphere and not crash back onto the planet. And then it's like, oh, I can go to the moon, and like you know, and then slowly trying to get to other planets. But it actually required a little bit of physics kind of learning so i think it was become a tool in schools as well isn't it like they they use it in in schools for kids as well to learn a bit about physics i wouldn't be surprised if it was that's pretty cool i think in america they did something with it like a they did adapted it for schools or something i think somewhere Hmm. although admittedly most of your first couple hours in the game will be spent accidentally killing bill bob and jeb yeah over and over and over the next five hours after that will be spent watching YouTube videos trying to work out what the hell to do. Yeah, you'll be a lot of, hello, Scott Manley here. Yeah, Scott Manley. From your computer. The He's the man. He knows everything. Um, okay, what about, I know one, uh, FTL. What about FTL? Oh, I love FTL. I've heard of that. FTL is kind of like space game. Uh... I know what you'd call it, really. Like, you have your little ship, and you have Is it to like have... Eve online? No, it's, it's not like Eve. Oh, okay. Think a roguelike spaceship managing simulator. Yeah. The right. managing part sounded really boring, but it's actually quite fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's really difficult, too. Yeah, it's... I don't... Have you actually ever completed it? I have never beat it. No. No, no I. Like, That's I even really got hard. the Mantis ship and everything, and I could not beat it. Yeah. It's... Eventually, I installed a um, free-roaming mod. <laughs> 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 I'm not surprised. Like, I, I don't know anyone that's, like, completed it. I, I know some people... I've, I've heard of people doing it, but it's really, really difficult. You, you, you kind of have your own ship, and you kind of... Each you kind of on these stages where you have to get to the end of this like little map, and you have like each time you jump, you jump to a new place and you get like attacked, or you meet, you have to solve a problem or things like that. Um, and you keep going through these little maps and gaining stuff so you can upgrade your ship and do all these kind of cool things. And then eventually, I think you end up fighting a big boss if you manage to survive that long, which a lot of people don't, and then you get killed <laughs> you don't, if you're not good. Like no, no one seems to be able to do it. I can't. Can't do it. Um, hmm. There's a there's a game my friend plays mm. that uh, I actually thought of like the look of and might actually end up buying. Uh huh. Um, called Subnautica. Okay. And uh, basically, you're in like an alien underwater world, and mm. uh, everything's trying to kill you. Um, so basically you got to like craft equipment and, uh, terraform like the terrain and trick the, the little creatures to leave you alone and stuff. And, um, just basically so that you can explore the coral, like the coral reef and like graphically it looks really quite nice actually. Like it could be a really good chill game. Oh, cool. Um, and the fact that it's in like an alien world is... Makes it look really creative, and the fact you've still got to survive, um, 
just like as a scuba man, I guess. I don't know how you actually end up in this alien world or anything, but it's uh, it doesn't look pretty good. But he he says it's he he's like addicted to it whenever he plays it. Really? Yeah, he says it's really good. There's but, a base building in it, isn't there? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I've seen I, some videos on it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty out there with the stuff you can do. So I I. Don't know too much about it, but you pretty much had me at underwater base building. I don't know why, <laughs> but I've always had a fantasy, a really cool underwater base that I could go to. Or yeah, something. that'd be awesome. I mean, you can you can build like massive um, submarines, and I think you can sort of build a base in your submarine or something, and then just ship around. I don't know, but um, that's a good, that's a cool one for people to check out. I think. Is it multiplayer at all? Um, I... I'm trying to have a look now, but can't see it. We're I don't prepared. Th- I don't think it is. See, that's it. I just, I don't know. I'm very much an online player a lot of the time. Yeah, I like online. I think it might be. I don't know. I kind of find with survival uh, games, I mainly want to play them with other people. Yeah. Um... But then, I don't know, I played the forest on me and I quite enjoyed that. That's sort of why I didn't buy Dying Light. Oh yeah, I did try that out actually. It's... It was alright. I don't know, I didn't, I didn't get that far into it, I kind of got bored. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It looks like it'd be really good, but... It's, I think it is good, I, I think it depends on what kind of person you are, like I... If you I like get... solo play, I guess, yeah. I think that's the thing, I mean, for me, I'll play RPGs solo, especially, like, Japanese RPGs, and things like Dragon Age, yeah, the new Dragon Age I played a lot of, and that kind of thing, but, um, anything that isn't, like, story-based, I'm, like, heavily story-based, um, that single-player, I don't tend to play. Right. Um, I don't know why, I just, I... I kind of like single player for story and multiplayer for like kind of all these kind of survival games or the dreaded League of Legends, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But yeah. I know what you mean. I'm sort of like I bought um, Far Cry 4. Uh huh. And I'm sort of like it's the same thing. Like I really enjoyed it at first, but it, I. Where I'm so used to playing with other friends, it is so like it just makes you feel so isolated playing on your own. <laughs> yeah, and and it's and it just completely stopped me playing the game, and um, it's something I actually think that they could benefit from if, like, say on the next Far Cry, if they made it so that you jump into a a server with other guys, but then again, it could end up just getting like another Daisy, but just on Far Cry. So I guess we've got to find it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure someone will make a mod for Far Cry though. Well, they probably have, haven't they? Probably, There's probably yeah. some online mod. Like I they, mean, they did that yeah. for Just Cause, I think. Yeah, Just Cause yeah, Two mod did. is so fun. <laughs> yeah, <It's> so fun. <laughs> My favorite part was um back in the beta. I don't know if you can still do this, but um you could have like 50 people latch onto the same helicopter. All right. <laughs> And then it would like they would all end up like spinning around at like light speed around the helicopter, and it would play the stock stream sound a hundred <laughs> times over. So <you> go, ah! 
Uh, sounds brilliant. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it reminds me of like playing games like Counter Strike, where people would like kill someone and then play Britney Spears down the microphone or something crazy <laughs> like that. <laughs> I've not had that happen to me yet. My favorite sort of voice thing is on um, uh, it's not from mics from other players, but it was in, in these in-game stock voices in a uh, chivalry medieval warfare. Oh, yeah. I love that game. <laughs> yeah, I love it too. I think I have oh, some like three hundred hours in an hour or something. <laughs> Yeah, I think the I think the voice of that are absolutely hilarious, actually. Absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Voice actors for those taunts. Yeah. <laughs> True heroes of mankind. Your wife is a hobby horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it's good stuff. Like I'm trying to think of any other survival games now. We we're coming up with quite a lot, which is quite good. There's quite, quite a few. A lot of random... I, I've been playing... Oh, I know. I've been playing Five Nights at Freddy's. Have you heard of that? I've heard I of it, like yeah. Broadening the definition of survival game here by quite a bit. <laughs> well, we are, but then I'd say Five Nights at Freddy's are kind of... That's a survival game, right? Because you die if you, like, mess up. Single player. Alright, if, if Five Nights at Freddy's gets to be called a survival game, I want Dark Souls to be called a survival game. Hmm. Get some negotiation here. Arguably, it is though, right? Because it's well, you don't really survive; <laughs> you die a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Although then I could say Pillars of Eternity or Baldur's Gate were survival games, because like oh, well, how about Half Life in this? Let's just let's just make everything a survival yeah. game. Technically, I, you're alive I, I think at some Five point. Nights you know? Freddy is legitimately a survival game. It's about. It's, I want my it... favorite dating sim to be a survival game. Thank What's you. that? The Sims. <laughs> <laughs> no, the dating sims, like visual novels. Oh, I've never played any of them. But I'm Good. so innocent. I should maybe play one of them. Sounds like fun. Um, Sorry for derailing that. Please continue. <laughs> I'm so sad and lonely. Um, what was I going to say? You've totally taken me off track now. God damn it. Um, five Nights at Freddy's is a survivor game, god damn it. Because the whole point of the game is to survive Five Nights at Freddy's. That's survival game, come on. I don't know, I've always, just survival sort of, game. <laughs> I've always seen survival games as, um, like, um, oh, man, I have to put my thoughts into words now, this is hard. Um, I don't know, I, I've always seen survival game as just those standard game where you're sort of thrown into the wilderness, and, yeah. you know, food and water are priorities. Like Stranded Deep. And, yeah, yeah, like Stranded Deep. I don't, I've never really seen something like Five Nights at Freddy's. I've always just seen that as sort of a standard horror game. I mean, in a way, it definitely is a survival game because, you know, survival is your priority. But the only element that is a threat to your survival are animatronics, not yeah. the elements or anything. I suppose, like, it's interesting. It's like music, like, kind of um, how genres get really kind of... I don't know, become really, like, they mean anything. Like, uh, if you look at yeah. punk, like, punk kind of means lots of things, lots of music. It's, like, become really weird genre. Indie as well. Indie used to be just, like, certain types of, like, generally, I don't know, originally, like, English music, I think, like, on, like, indie labels, and then it became this whole, like, genre of random 
music. Yeah. I guess you're right. It is really subjective, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I, could, I guess you could call Call of Duty a survival game on a single player, because <laughs> if you die, then you've got to start over again. I think the funniest thing I saw about <laughs> Call of Duty later... Uh, Fight uh, cans of beans in the Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know everyone uses Call of Duty as an insult? Like, go back to Card Kitty. Yeah. Like, that whole thing. Like, I was reading an article about GTA V, and, like, someone was harassing someone else, like, saying, go back to Card Kitty. Like, you know, we play real games, like, like GTA V Online. And I'm thinking, like... GTA 5 Online isn't that different. Like, the kind of audience you get for GTA 5 Online is the same you get for Call of Duty. Like, like the, the majority of the audience are generally going to be, like, I would think, like, kind of your jock-type person in general. Like, it's the kind of game every single, like, the majority of people would play, right? GTA 5 Online. Like, that's, that's the target market. It's the same for, like, Call of Duty. So I think those kind of arguments can like, kind of become a bit redundant. Well, I don't, I don't really know if I agree with that statement that just the standard Call of Duty player is the high school jock, or if that's a bad thing. I mean, you, you knew, you know, my stance on Call of Duty by now, most likely that I think it's I, awesome. generally I dislike the game, but yeah. it, I think it's brought a very large community into the gaming community. If that makes any sense, what I just uh -huh. said. Um, um, and I don't think it's really bad just because you're a jock-type person only play Call of Duty or only play GTA Online. No, like, I don't You're not a real bad. gamer, you know? I feel like that's... Elitist. I feel like we sort of use that as an insult every once in a while, and I don't think that's really fair. What is a I real gamer? I think that's gamer? true. I mean, I think... I think the problem with gaming as well, though, is it's something that... Like it's been different in different generations. So it used to be such a niche thing. That, Going on. Yeah. Like, like I mean, I used to play stuff like Baldur's Gate, and like gaming was like a lot more complex and stuff, and was a lot more like permadeathy, which they're kind of bringing that back. Um, but I think as it's kind of diversified and like loads more people have got involved, um, that has dumbed down certain genres. So there is like especially with older gamers, like, they do sometimes act very elitist about things, I think, because they're a bit bitter about how sort of mainstream gaming has impacted upon what used to be kind of yeah. in existence. Which is totally changing now, because of Kickstarter. There's, like, they're bringing back loads of these projects, and even the survival genre, when it first started, was very, like, bringing back kind of very old-school ideals games like Star Wars Galaxies and things like that, so... Yeah, and in the end, this could just be seen as sort of growing pains for the industry, you know? Yeah. I mean, it started off as a very niche thing where it's with a small population, and now that it's diversified, you have this massive community. Mm -hmm. It's worldwide, and people from all sorts of backgrounds, from playing games on their phones to playing CSGO and streaming it. I mean, I think the frightening thing I've discovered, at least in European games, like, uh, I think it's quite, I think what shocked me, actually, sometimes, like, because you, you can have really amazing communities, but you can also have some really aggressive communities. I mean, from playing League of Legends, where people take it very, very seriously, 
Um, and if they lose, they get very upset. Um, but not only is it quite an aggressive community at times because of those factors, what shocked me quite a lot within that specific game was, um, especially in Europe, I, th I don't know what the American server's like. Uh, I've heard it's a lot more friendly, but I think one thing I've been quite shocked at is, is issues of racism, homophobia, um, all these kind of things uh, that are kind of almost seen as acceptable in that community by the the general community, if you see what I mean. Right. Um, I mean, I, I've known people who have made teams called things like concentration camp and stuff like that, and they think that's kind of acceptable. Um, you know, and, and they, they don't get banned for these kind of things. And I think that's not I mean, they don't even have a report system to kind of, you know, apart from in a game, you know, after a game, you can report someone. You can't see someone's sort of account where they've got a racist name or they're kind of promoting some anti-Jewish sentiment or something. Like, you can't actually physically report that unless you kind of go through the whole process of finding the email address of customer service and all that kind of thing. There's no in-game kind of report system for those things. Do you know what I yeah, mean but... on, the, on the client? You know, it comes down to the end. Is, there's only so much that the, the devs can do. You know, linking this mm. back to, say, DayZ, I mean, I wouldn't really blame Rocket for the the bad community that sort of evolved out of DayZ. That's oh, definitely sort of not, no. Terrible. Yeah, it was the community's fault in the end. Yeah. I mean, I think I think that's the thing. When you have very big communities, there's a lot of positives from it because it brings a lot of people together. Um, but there also becomes a lot of negatives because if you have such a big community, um, it becomes harder to manage sort of the the problems. And minorities can often feel like a majority voice at times, even if they're not. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, it's never really the developer's fault. I mean, I think in the case of like a game like League of Legends, there are things they could do. They, you know, especially in terms of merely just having a button where you can right-click on someone's name, say, if they're in your friends list, and, you know, they've, they've got some sort of very negative name, or even in terms of things like, uh, uh, you know, you have spam people that add you and then spam you, you know, just a way of right-clicking their name and reporting them as a spam bot. You know, there's, like, a lot of really simple things that the developers could do at that company with those issues. Like, especially <laughs> considering how much money they earn, and really, like, they do release content, but, you know, for the amount of money they make, you kind of think you could invest, like, $10,000 into making a button that sends across, like, a <laughs> scripted message to a server, a customer support, like... Oh, that's a valve. Yeah, there you go. Like, it's, not, it's not like actually rocket science as well. It's not like yeah. it a bit, I, I, you know, like it's not hard to do that for a company. But yeah, I can, I can definitely see where you're coming from with that. Yeah, I feel like after this little conversation, I feel like a major step forward for the gaming community. I suppose mm -hmm. you could call it as um switching from the mentality that it's like solely the developer's responsibility to fix these problems, but it's also our responsibility to regulate oh, our own community. I feel like we can sort of start seeing that 
a little bit. I think you could see that every once in a while in a community, but... Well, I think also people tend to focus on negative experiences as well, the positive ones. So you're, only, you're more likely to remember negative experiences uh, than you are sort of positive ones. I think there's a lot of oh, yeah. positive <laughs> things in big communities, but, you know, like, it's, it is much easier to remember negative experiences. Yeah. Plus, it's much more fun to talk about that one guy who got really salty that one day and just called exactly. you a bunch of names. Oh, what, me? You talking about a specific time, or are you just talking oh, about no, in no, general? Because no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I had a really funny one on League of Legends where uh, I was on holiday in France, and we played this rank game. Me and a friend of mine, Justin, and uh, after this guy was like harassing me all game, like telling me he was going to kill me. And anyway, after the game, he's like, "I traced your IP address. I'm going to come to your house and murder you." And like he was telling me all these things he was going to do to me and all this kind of stuff. And I just wrote to him, "Well, actually, I'm on holiday, so I'm only here for a few days. So you'll never be able to find me. I'm sorry, man." And it's just like, it's, but some of the stuff like people can potentially say is horrendous you know and it has happened in the past so this it's very small minority of people but there has been occasions i think with counter-strike where someone has actually physically gone to someone's house and actually killed them um or, yeah, or slaughtered them, them. <laughs> yeah that's that's a new thing <laughs> oh yeah jesus yeah that has happened um i've seen that on um who was it? Was it Phantom Lord who got? He's a streamer for League of Legends. He got like sent loads of pizzas or something, <laughs> like for days. And then SWAT turned up because um, this like this hacker or something had like I don't know like said that he had had a hostage or something. Um, yeah, and then the SWAT came and they got taken away and he came back. And they also did like really weird stuff. Like they they said we're going to take down the League of Legends server if you don't win this next game. And then he lost and they took it down. And they were like, you have to play this like Hello, I don't know something. This is an example, but it's some really stupid game like Hello Kitty Online or something. And you have to play that for like the next two hours, and we won't take down this server. And he went and did it. I think it was him, or it was someone else, but there was like some really crazy stories from like what <laughs> people have done. Um, I mean, I, I uh, wrote a Reddit post um, basically outlining how I think that um, League of Legends and Riot should implement a, a system where you basically just a communication system, so like on CSGO and stuff. Mm. Um, where basically you have like a team comms and I suppose it's what Curse Voice is doing um, in regards to being able to talk your team in like with ease but I think if they put it so that you had a microphone like if you have a microphone then you can obviously just chat with your teammates one it will be good for the game because it's a lot easier to coordinate shit talking with your team than pinging yeah. um, but also if something goes wrong people aren't going to flame as much as if they were typing yeah because... I'll tell you something about Curse Voice right this was my expect like because right have said about that specific issue um, well if we have like you know microphones and everyone could talk to each other like pe- we won't be able to monitor people slagging each other off and it will make the community worse and all that kind of stuff now 
from my experience with Curse Voice when it came out and it, you were allowed to use it and at the time when they had the mic thing before they kind of banned it for a period of time while they removed like the way that all worked. Uh, it was amazing. I won every single game. I had Curse Voice on. Um, I ended up with Did people... people actually use it though? Yeah, people like loads of people used it at that time because it would automatically sync up everyone that had uh, Curse Voice, which was a lot of people at the time. Right. And, oh, that's really cool. Yeah, it was really cool, but like it was because it messed with the API. Riot weren't that keen on it, but it meant that like people were uh, every game I had, I won. Every like everyone was so friendly, like they were real people. Like there was no flame because they were kind of they. You know, you you don't sit and tell someone that you wish them cancer and you're going to kill them when you're speaking to them and you can hear their voice. It's just yeah. such a different. Tell that to the average Counter Strike player. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. I but I, th- I think with League because it's such a long game and it requires strategy. It's kind of people always think they can still win as well. So there's there's a bit more like it's I don't know. For, from my experiences, it was you know the communication was just so good. It just made it for such a nicer game. Even when you were messing up, people would be like, "Oh, it's all right, man," you know, and all that kind of thing. But, you know, I think the more human you can make gaming with, like, in terms of people's interactions in communities, the better. And I think voice is the way to do that. Like, there's, there'll be a lot less issues communities with that, that way of communicating. <laughs> I think that, yeah, people, people aren't dicks when they have to vocalise what they're thinking. Exactly. And I think that that would help the community. Yeah, okay, it's going to be hard to police, but um, I think <laughs> I don't know. I want to sort of say they could record, but I don't want to say that because then you know, obviously, it's a whole privacy thing. But then again, you're playing a game. I don't. And... Would that even be possible? To record that many, of course, of course, it would. I meant in terms of like financial resource demanding. Yeah, Yeah. like you need a really big server to deal with that the the amount of people that play. Yeah, but it could just be a temporary storage, and then if, for instance, okay, so say me and you play a game, right? And there's a guy on our team that flames. I report him. Uh Um. And. Like, say, okay, say, like, two people report him or something, or I report him, then that track then gets saved, and then it would link into the tribunal system that they, that they're some, at some point, gonna release. What, bring it back? <laughs> yeah, for, like, two years. Yeah. So, oh, then link into the tribunal system, and then somebody could listen to it, and then deem what they, deem what they, they think from, from the, yeah. uh, and then yeah. after that, it can just get deleted. You know, like, I don't know, there's ways around it, but... But they don't, I mean, I th- I think they actually physically can't... I, it seems like they've got an automated system at the moment, and they haven't brought back the tribunal or all of that, so, which is questionable anyway, like, getting the community to police themselves is kind of a bit psychotic, in my opinion. Could you, ex- but... could you explain this tribunal system to me? Well, the idea of it was, like, originally, was they had these... Um, you could you could earn some like extra things originally from it. You know, you could get some IP, which was you could spend on 
champions or whatever. But basically, you could log into this tribunal thing and you could review 15 or 20 cases, something like that. And you would read the chat logs from um, a specific person who had been reported several times. So you would read the chat logs from uh, several games that they played. I think something like five games or something. Three three or five games. And you read the chat logs and then you kind of you'll place your vote on each one in terms of do you think that their behaviour was toxic. Um, you know, and it's certainly an interesting read. Um, <laughs> I mean, what was, what pretty, was the most it's... interesting one? Oh, God. Um, I don't even know. To be, I mean, you know, like, you, you, it's, I mean, it's all sorts. You have people with major racism, and then you have people who are literally just having a mental breakdown. I mean, if, if we're talking about survival games, I think, uh, you know, League of Legends is a game for... Is, is definitely about survival of the fittest psychologically, because, um, <laughs> you know, like, if you're unable to... Um, take people being incredibly aggressive and negative towards you on a regular basis then uh, the game is not for you <laughs> the game is not for you, you have to have a very hard skin and survival of the saltiest yeah, definitely the survival of Elo Hell <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's just you know, I mean there are some positives about the community but again, I mean, I'd suggest if you're someone that gets easily upset about these things which is understandable considering how abusive people can be sometimes in the community uh, and you want to play ranked play in a team because it's a lot nicer you have you play with your friends and yeah. you learn together and you work on your problems together instead of being abused uh, I mean I do play solo queue as does Casey which is you know like because we can sort of deal with it but it's not sickly I mean, nice I look at I look at the league community and then I look at the CSGO community and I look at how toxic each are and league is completely toxic like it is rare to actually find a nice genuine team where nobody flames throughout the whole game even if some someone fucks up someone feeds like you're probably not going to find it I but... think I think it depends uh, it depends on where you are in ranked because a lot of people say oh there's toxicity in every area of the game and I agree mm. that's true but I think it's much more prevalent in uh, say bronze, silver kind of low gold, like there's a lot more, people have got a lot more to prove at that point and people there, there's such a like there's a lot to learn in League and like it takes a long time to learn more and more stuff and it's very easy when you play to think oh well I'm like good at everything, like, I understand everything, like, my teammates holding me back. And there is an element of that anyway. If you are pretty good, you can still get held back by your teammates, so it's even more complex than that. Um, but I think it's a lot more prevalent in lower ELOs to have very angry people. Like, I, f I find in, like, higher ELO games, people communicate People won't more. flame as much, yeah. I mean, the, they do, I mean, but if... not, not to the same, like... I don't I mean... think I've had someone wish me cancer at all. I've had... <laughs> no, I, I haven't. Like, I, I don't think this season anyone's wished cancer upon me um, <laughs> at all. Uh, I mean, I've... I think people have maybe been abusive to me, maybe three or four times, which isn't very much. 
In fact, I, people have been abusive to me when I've played with you, Casey. On my yeah, <laughs> I was just going to say that. Uh, you sound like sort of like the victim of an abusive husband. He's only beaten me a couple times. <laughs> well, He's a it, good guy. It does, it I does deserved feel it. Like that. Yeah, yeah. I deserved it. Well, I did on the games I played badly, definitely. Yeah. I mean, what, what I'm trying to say is if I compare them and I look at... Um, CSGO, like, where I play on CSGO, like, I'm pretty, pretty shocking at CSGO, and I generally die, I generally have, like, a 0.25 KDA on that, so (laughs) I'll kill for, like, every fall of death, and I still, yeah, like, I, and and I I play on competitive as well, like, I don't bother on it, (laughs) yeah, but I, I, I still don't get flamed. And really? even and then when I get a kill, people people are actually saying, you know, good job, you finally got a kill. And yeah, okay, it's sarcastic, but it's better than them. <laughs> it's better than them saying that than saying, oh my god, can you just leave or everybody vote kick this guy? Like some people do do it, but generally, I don't get flamed. Um, wow, yeah. that is really different from my CS:GO experience. Yeah, I, maybe it's I just because. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, no, I mean, I, I just want to put that down to as well. Like, I'm always talking in CS:GO as well. Like, I'm always communicating with my teammates, and I think that because of that aspect, they know that okay, I might not be bad, but at least I'm actually giving them information towards helping them win and helping yeah. them carry. Whereas, like, I think in league, if you could do that, more effective than pinging. Like, so for instance, say I'm top. And um, I've got a ward on, like, the Pixel Bush and River. Yeah. And uh, my jungler sees the enemy jungler coming up to gank. And I don't see him, and I'm still pushed forward. If the if my jungler, could, jungler can say, yo, you're going to get ganked, just saw the enemy jungler, get yeah. back, I can get back. If they just ping saying to be careful, or just put a little red exclamation mark. I'm just going to look at that and go, right, okay, well, is that for me, or is that for mid lane? Where's the jungler going? What direction? Like, Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot, you know, I think I think we'll have to move on in a sec, because I can imagine Chance's eyes glaze over, because he's not much of a League of Legends fan. Right. Yeah, but so... I'd, I'd what? Say, what? <laughs> But, but that you know, was that I was mean, just to try and link into why I think they should bring sort of a chat, a voice. Yeah, I I agree with you. I mean, protocol I think, towards league, especially I in rank. Yeah. I I mean I think um. You know I yeah I mean I mean I think there are reasons people are very toxic in that community. I think it's because people really want to be the best and they watch you know, dreams and whatever and and the game does on face value seem very easy. Um, yeah. and the complexity to it as you play it for longer and all the little bits you pick up, like it takes a long time and like for people just think it's, you know, they'll they'll be playing in sort of, you know, high bronze or something and think, you know, oh it's everyone else's fault, I know exactly what I'm doing you know, like it because it just appears so easy On you know, it looks like an easy game it's quite simplistic, but it actually isn't in the kind of long run, but anyway yeah. we'll move on, yeah. we'll move on so, I don't know. We kind of went off survival games for a bit. Yeah. Which is fine. Well, as we addressed before, everything's a survival game now. Exactly. 
Exactly. Oh yeah, I kind of justified why League was. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know. I can't really think of any more survival games to be honest. Uh, I can talk about Five Nights at Freddy, but I didn't. I haven't played it that much. I mean, I just got the ship scared out of me and then stopped playing it. <laughs> the most I did was watch a YouTuber play it. Like ninety percent of everyone else. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I literally like. Like, I, I I, think, yeah, I got killed, and then I just, like, this thing screamed in my face, and I just pressed escape twice, and suddenly I was out of the game, and I was free <laughs> from that horror. So. I remember how, I, when I was younger, I was never really interested in anything scary or horror, like, for movies, and especially games, oh my god. Yeah. Um, but now that I've gotten older, I actually kind of enjoy the scary games more. Yeah. That adrenaline rush, I guess. I like experiencing them with friends more than anything. Oh, I like I like shutting all the lights off and getting ready for a spooktacular. Creep <laughs> yourself out, sit in a quiet dark room. Basically, yeah. the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I like. I think. Um, I mean, what do you think about the state of survival games? I mean, I kind of feel that. Like a lot of people have said, I suppose, in the like recent media and stuff, that kind of the survival genre is kind of oversaturated, and it's like the dream of Daisy like has never been recreated because I don't know, like it was a one-off kind of experience, like once upon a time. I, I don't know what you guys think about that. I feel like multiplayer, like massively multiplayer survival is on the way out for now, yeah. at least. Single-player survival has been really successful, in my opinion. I mean, I feel like we've overlooked one of the biggest survival games ever, Minecraft, in this entire oh, podcast. Oh, my god. Yes. I did mention and that. that is, like, even that's kind of multiplayer, but I feel like it's more known for its success as a single-player game. Yeah. And yeah. that is... That... That is responsible for bringing a lot of people into the gaming community. Definitely. Um, we have briefly touched upon it at one point, I think. Yeah, I mentioned it with... But not in enough detail, because okay. I, I think it is a very important game for the survival genre. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I it's think sort of... it, I think after the first day, it gets to the point where it's not so much a survival game, it's more of a creative game, personally. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you'll get to survive. You still have to survive, but it gets to the point where you build a ha- you build four walls out of sand, and then <laughs> the day after that, you get some more resources, and then as soon as you get a furnace and you start getting bricks, then it's pretty much GG. That's the end of the survival. Let's just create something awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good point. Or you just end up trolling each other's buildings and. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember, like, you drowning me in one of my pyramid glass pyramid <laughs> buildings or something? Oh and yeah. I was like, cheers, man. I spent like two hours building that. Now you just like filled it with water and drowned me or something. <laughs> God. Oh, those are the days. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty fun. Did... Oh, there was a cool game. Um, was it Star Made? Remember Star Made? Oh, that was that that game. Ugh. 
It was really fun. Come I, on. I I liked the concept of it. I like the whole build, build your own spaceship thing, but I don't. Are they even updating it anymore? It's now in early access on uh, Steam, and you can buy it. Oh, cert certified seal of approval right there. I think. Well, I think it's. Is it green light or not? I'll have a look. Star made. But let's oh, be yeah. honest. I feel like the legitimacy of Steam early access is in serious question right now. <laughs> why? Why so? Is there anything in particular? What do you um, mean because well, of Star made? Cause I, think I don't know, I've just sort of seen game after game on early access just flop, or stop being updated, or just turn out to be complete crap. Yeah. Most of them survive. That doesn't mean all of them are, though. definitely not, but... Yeah. I don't know, I mean, I think, um... Early access is a bit of a weird one. Like... I think most, I think every project I've got involved in has kind of been a success, I mean... Much. So, do you know what I think that I really want to see? Mm. Did you guys ever play Tenchu? Oh, what is, is that it? A ninja game? Yeah, the ninja game Tenchu. I played it on PlayStation when I was about twelve. Right. Okay. Like the PlayStation One. Yeah. Like that game, right? It's fucking awesome, right? I don't care who says it's not, but the game Tenchu Z was awesome, and I think that. It's somewhat survival, but it's. I think the element of stealth is amazing in it, even yeah. though it's sort of pretty bad because you know the the guys can't see you when you're like two meters in front of them. But um, if they made a game where it was sort of tenchu but a survival game, but uh, multi like multiplayer, so I guess co-op or sort of like match made lobbies of like five guys and stuff. Now I think that could be a really cool survival game, like. If what is got... Tenchu though? Can you can you ever give us an idea? Because I I I, I Tenchu, remember some ninja. Thing. Yeah, basically you're you're a ninja working for your master ninja, and um, you just got to basically do a load of missions for your guy to help save the ninjas and help kill all the samurais. <laughs> and samurais. Yeah, that that is literally yeah. and really? uh, it's just really stealthy and it's really fun like the customizations you can have on it and stuff um uh, see, but see i think what i'd love as, as you carry on, I, I, I don't want to ruin your idea you carry on so yeah no i i just think ideas, i just think that. that'd be such a cool like survival game like brought into like now because i mean the last game was brought out in like 2011 2012 yeah and <sighs> I think like there's no there's no real ninja games out like now there was there was a big period where it was like Ninja Gaiden Fest, but <laughs> apart from that like it's just sort of died now. There's no there's no ninja games anymore. Like there's no multiplayer ninja games. There's never really been a multiplayer ninja game. And I think if there's a game that's made, and you're a bunch of ninjas that can be customized to look however the fuck you want, as long as it's still relevant. But yeah. even it doesn't have to. I be. can't be a pirate. Yeah, <laughs> you can be a pirate. Seeing as it, it does sort of uh, historically coexist, um, <laughs> and I think if you were just like, like, could you imagine like a group of like ten guys on TeamSpeak playing this ninja game, and you've got to like 
go into this massive Japanese fucking castle and you've all got to coordinate so that you can like get to this one goal and you know I don't know how it yeah like yeah but um but somewhat do it like a survival game so that you know maybe you could do it so it's like samurais versus ninjas I don't know and you have two opposing teams um but I think like chivalry basically (laughs) yeah yeah I guess so guess so a ninja chivalry but but not so deathmatchy more calculated you see, what I'd really like, because Chance mentioned pirates, and this is what I was just thinking before, because you said ninjas and the whole ninjas versus pirates war that everyone has. <laughs> um, I got but... robots. Yeah, oh, robots. That's pretty out there, man. Ninjas, mm. pirates, and robots. That'd be really weird. Yeah. Maybe in space aliens as well, just to make it really weird. <laughs> but no, like, what I'd really like is a survivor game uh, where it's based in, like, the Caribbean, right? And... You start. It's, it's a bit like it's not really like Minecraft. It's much more three D. But then you can do stuff like the idea is you're in this kind of Caribbean place, and you can you can choose like I don't know you kind of like work it out for yourself. But like um, you you can build you can like work out how to build boats, and like you're all stranded on different islands, and then you kind of you know you can be become a pirate and build your own ship, and then like totally take out like the other pirates and have pirate wars. But then you also have to survive like get some coconuts and like drink some coconut milk and i don't know like <laughs> like a bit like the stranded deep but with pirates and like lots so, like, of people so like stranded deep cross assassin's creed black flag cross salt cross cross daisy cross no uh, that there was an mmo pirate mmo as well at some point oh fuck it let's just put pirates and zombies in there too yeah, yeah and, pirates, and that pirate zombie game zombie infested yeah, there can be like a a no go zone where there's zombie that, that could be like a twenty five dollar add on. We yeah. could we could sell it as an EA product. It'd be amazing. <laughs> well, we've just come up with two legitimately good ideas. Yeah, we're gonna. Be yeah, we better go out and copyright those. Yeah, we better. Where somebody steals them. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I, I just love ninja games and want them to come back. That's all. I was like, see, I, ninjas are all right, but I don't know. I never got the ninja thing. I love ninjas, man. I mean, maybe if it was like a role-playing ninja game where like I had to be stealthy and like could backstab someone and like had different assassination missions, like that, that'd be quite cool. That's basically Tenchu. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey. Ah, oh, people. Welcome, random person, to the podcast <laughs> from America. And then there was silence. <laughs> uh, well, we'll just leave Chance to uh, deal with the situation uh, that he's dealing with. Um, I'm a professional. Oh, he's back. <laughs> he's back. Cool. Welcome back, man. Um, What were we talking about? I can't remember now. Pirates, ninjas. I think that would be an appropriate like, place to end the podcast, actually. Yeah. What do you think? I think I think we've like discussed many a pirate and many a ninja and gone off on random tangents and survived Many a it. community, many a survival. Yeah. Indeed. We should go play Osu since that's also a survival game now, I guess. Oh, right? Osu's amazing. Yeah. What is? Osu, like anyone that listens to the podcast should play Osu. 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 
What's the... Yeah, I, I found that through watching Boxbox. Oh, Boxbox, the god-driven player from League of Legends. What yeah. a hero. I hate him for the pure fact that... I know I love him, but I hate his viewers for the pure fact they all play Riven thinking they're Boxbox. Yeah. And they're usually on my team. And they're usually nowhere near Boxbox. <laughs> and on that note, we'll leave, we'll leave on that note. Yeah, that's we'll a good idea. That, so uh thanks everyone for like joining today. It's been a pretty yeah. pretty fun podcast. Yeah, yeah it's been pretty cool. And uh yeah. Sorry, should I end it on another on the new chime? Should you what, man? Should I end it on like a new chime or something? Yeah, 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 okay. okay. Chances are right. gonna end right. it on a chime. I'm gonna go. lay down some sick beats. Do it now. Ready? <laughs> I'm ready, man. Do 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 here we go. You're welcome. It sounded like countdown. <laughs> <laughs>